Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Second Row Podcast. It's round 17B of the Guinness Pro 14. This is Port Kelly. Before we get started, I'd like to say thank you very much to all our new listeners and people who have been given feedback. Please let us know what you like, what you don't like, and anything else you'd like to see us discussed. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Acast, Stitcher, or any of the other Android podcast apps. I'm joined, as always, by Ushin Collins. Hey, Berg, how you doing? Not too bad now. Good stuff. So this week we're going to be talking about the two postponed fixtures from round 17 of the Pro 14. And we might fill in some time for a quick chat about the Champions Cup games, given that they're such a Pro 14 heavy affair. But uh, first, a bit of news. Yeah, um, Andrew Brown has confirmed this week he's leaving Cardiff Rugby. Uh, he's given no announcement on whether he'll be continuing playing rugby or not, but like wishing best wherever he ends up. That's probably injury-related, is it? Yeah, he's just been littered with them for so long. Um, I'm not surprised by any means, but it's like John Muldoon. It's like one of those older statesmen going. Yeah, I mean, he's been a lion for you guys. And uh, speaking of animal-related news... Uh, Ian Madigan, uh, Mad Dog, is now playing for the Bristol Bears next season. Or the Care Bears, the Yogi Bears. You know, <laughs> yeah. which, which, which group do you like? My, I've loved the, um, the reaction on Twitter. Uh, it's been great fun. I get where they're coming from in terms of trying to get a new saleable brand, make it marketable. But I don't know whether they've thought it through completely, but it'll be good fun on, on Twitter next year anyway. That's for sure. Um, speaking of a Twitter reaction, I'd like to do a shout out to all the New Zealand Nines for their reaction to Israel Falau's comments. Yeah, Brad Weber, TJ Perinara, we salute you. It's great to see those kind of, um, I just guess, unhelpful comments um, being, being challenged. And whatever about people having their own beliefs, Israel Falau has a platform, and the way that he's using it is really discouraging. But I guess after a few weeks of pretty shitty news stories, it's, uh, it's nice to see a bit of inter-club love. Uh, Claremont Supporters Club posted on their Twitter account today that they're formally declaring their support for Munster ahead of the European semi-final in Bordeaux. They tweeted out a big poster saying, Munster today, ASM every other day. <laughs> Brilliant. Pretty cool. All right, so look, we'll get stuck cracking into the um, Pro 14 and the first match of the weekend is Zebra v Ospreys. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, this is one of these games that, that tends to happen as the rest of the season peters out. Ospreys don't have a tremendous amount to play for. Just get through the next couple of games injury-free um, and have a good run at the playoff. But they've been, they've certainly been on a good run of form lately. No, definitely the change in coaching and um, Dan Bigger's form as well has just really lifted them. Yeah, I think he wants to make a statement. He's been huge for the Ospreys over the years and he just wants to, to finish out his time with the club. Um, may not have an opportunity, well, won't have an opportunity to win any trophies, but wants to make sure that he, he at least gets them somewhere towards European rugby next year. But like, if Zebra win this and the last game of the season and Connacht lose their last uh, home game, they won't finish the bottom of the conference. That's something. Yeah, it's not going to happen, though. Like, they've got to go to Benetton, who likely as not are, are still going to be in the hunt for a playoff spot. And their rivals for that spot are playing as well against Glasgow, Ulster. Yeah, so Ulster is uh, potentially their last home game of the season, uh, which is nice. It's good to see Ulster playing in a European semi-final weekend. Yeah, just a shame it's not in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Ulster. A um, couple of players playing um, their last home game for Ulster as well. So Paul Marshall, uh, Tommy Bowe and Charles Pietau all potentially playing in their last home game for the province. Yeah, like they need a, they need another big performance, you know, to have it to to really try and get that that spot sorted. Well, this is it. I mean, there's two games left, and they really, really need to win one of them. And if they can do that, like literally, all they need is is a four a four point four point win to get a bonus point. Like at the moment, they're they're literally one point clear 
of Benetton with the game in hand. But if Benetton come out and get a five-point win, um, probably need to check their head-to-head, but it, it could get messy. Yeah, like it's that one-legged playoff versus Ospreys is a big goal for Ulster and they, they need to get it. Like for any chance to rebuild for next season, they need to be in Champions Cup. Agreed. Um, for the uneducated among us, who gets the home draw? It goes to the team with the higher points total uh, in the combined table. So that'll be so it'll be between Ulster and Benetton. Okay, well that helps. Um, that's uh, that's kind of thank you, Cheetahs, for uh, for pushing Cardiff Blues in in fourth place in directly into the Champions Cup. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, likely to see anything from Glasgow at this stage, or are they uh, or are they already a couple of weeks down the line? I'd say semi-final prep mode. They have a home semi coming, like come out of this injury free and they're happy I'd say yeah that makes sense so again important win for Ulster but they're the ones who, who certainly have the most to, to gain or lose from this game exactly yeah we'll get into the big games of the weekend and we'll start with the the Saturday match and Leinster v Scarlets yeah so this legitimately like I know where we live in the in the age of Sky Sports hyperbole but this could be one of the all-time great European semi-finals Definitely. Could be one of the great all-time European games. Well, you've got a Leinster team that's packed full of stars. Uh, a, a Scarlets team that, again, have just got quality from, from 1 to 15. And there's a bit of a rivalry there as well, particularly after Scarlets knocked Leinster out of the Pro 12 this time last year. It's a nice fixture. You know, like, this is, to me, is definitely the fixture of the weekend. So I can't wait to, to watch it. Like, speaking of the game itself, Leinster have one big selection headache and that is the three into two of Lowe, Park and Fardy. Yeah, I mean, who do you leave out? I think we're we're both working off the assumption teams haven't yet been announced, but we're presuming that Luke McGraw won't be fit to start. Yeah. So that puts Gibson Park in. Uh, I don't think they're going to rely on Nick McCarthy at this early stage, which means that you either drop James Lowe or you drop Scott Fardy. Uh, for me, I think you drop Lowe. Okay, why? Uh, I just think... Coden isn't fully fit in my head for some reason, so I think you need Faraday from the top and you get a good 20 to 30 minutes from Coden off the bench. I, I, I think you got to drop Faraday. Like Leinster's pack has been hugely strong all year, and, and I think James Lowe is just a special player who could have a moment of magic that would win the game for you. Faraday just doesn't strike me as that absolute essential match-winning player. But I would put Faraday in the player that will literally target Byrne. So for me, that's probably going to be Dan Levy's job. I, I think Dan Levy is going to be told, you have two jobs. Number one, murder the breakdown. And number two, murder the breakdown. <laughs> I, I just, I, I think you've got enough strength with the likes of Jordy Murphy and James Ryan and Dan Levy. To uh, They're big, they're dynamic, they're, they're hugely effective at breakdown time. And, and I think Scott Fardy, really, for me, your, your big reason to have him into the squad is, is as a line-out option. But if you've got Conan, Ryan and Toner, then your lineout is pretty solid. And I just look at a back line that has McFadden in it. And as good as he has been this season, I don't think he is a gets you to the final of Europe quality player. McFadden and possibly Naseo on the wing stops Scarlet's attack. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, Scarlet's are Scarlet's attack is phenomenal. Like in Reese Patchell, they probably have the most balanced ten playing in Wales at the moment. Um, which is not to speak of Halfpenny, who has been a revelation going forward this year under the Scarlet's attack, as well as the fact that he will kick over points from virtually anywhere in a pitch. And like in all fairness, they've actually kicked on since last season. 
you know, their forwards, like Byrne is a revelation, as we all know, but Davy, Shingler, they've been they've been playing brilliantly as well. Yeah, they are they bring huge physicality to the pack. Um so I it just it just should be a humdinger. Like the Aviva is gonna be rocking. What more can we say about it? And <laughs> yeah, very little. I uh, certainly look, I tell you what, I'll be watching it anyway, and that's a uh, that's as much as I'll say as a monster fan. <laughs> Fair enough. And one game you will be glued to, I'd say, is the next day. Absolutely. Like it, it, this game has become a, almost a uh, a permanent fixture, given given the dramatics of last year and this year. Like there's there's a real there's a nice relationship between the Racing fans, not quite as good as Claremont, but between the Racing fans and the Monster fans. So everybody is up for this game in a really big way. Yeah, I know. Like I was just going through the like prudential teams, and for me. I don't start Zebo if um, Earl Sweetnam and Conway are, are all available. Yeah, like I, I think up until this week and up until the the announcement from the squad that Earl's was back into training, uh, this was probably going to be, you know, Zebo starting in back row. I'm not even sure if I'd start Sweetnam in this game at the moment. I think Alex Wooten has been has outplayed him this year. Yeah, he's on, he's on something like eight tries this season. Yeah. Now again, I think four of those were against the Cheetahs, so barely counts. But I looking at it, I don't, I don't have, I don't think Zebo is in our best three back three players. Um, he still hasn't recovered his form. There's been, there's been a few silly snide comments about, oh, will he have split loyalties? Will he really play to his best? Yeah, for me, and like not to get in too deep things, I think it's more off field things in his own personal life that affected his form, which he's been open about himself on social media. So it's got nothing to do with him leaving Munster. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, the big question for me from a selection perspective is whether you kind of go with our heavies or, or our carriers um, in the front row. So whether that's, you know, Archer and Cronin and Scannell who were there to, to kind of scrummage and, and maul or or the lighter unit of Kilcoyne, Marshall and John Ryan. I'm always a fan of um, arm wrestling French teams and to get them to that bit more tired, you know, with the heavies to start off and then spring a more mobile pack then for the last 20-15 minutes. It's funny because it's kind of the opposite approach that we took against Toulon which was run them around the park early try and get them tired from a cardio perspective and then put on the three big boys to absolutely obliterate their scrum. It'll be a big call and I think it will have one of the most um, biggest impacts on the game because mm. French rugby can be a roar of attrition. Yeah, very true. Big, big fight in the engine room. So I mean, I, I'm expecting John Klein and Billy Holland from Munster side up against um, Nakarawa, who is special, and a man who knows that monster team as well as anybody, Dunnick Ryan. There's some just really good battles, individual battles in this match. For me, for Munster, Keatley will need to have a, a top game. Like, 9 and 10 will win or lose this match for Munster. Yeah, I mean, in general, the pairing of the halfbacks on both sides could be pure box office. If Keatley has a great game, then it will. But, like, coming up against Mashnow and Carter, that is... That's stuff like a fancy rugby, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, true. Like that is that is pure dream team. But I think in Connor Murray, there are very few pitches in very few competitions in which he is not the best player on the pitch, regardless of the opposition. Very true. Important one this week, and I guess a lesson to learn from their Pro 14 experience in South Africa, like their referee management is going to be vital. Um, JP Doyle is refing this one, and he is like known for being fussy and blowing teams off the park true and like as always i'm sure there's a huge monster contingent going over yeah i've been talking to a number of people this week unfortunately i can't travel but um 
it'll be great to see the Red Army out in force again. I think that's a nice summary of that game. Absolutely. Any other matches this weekend, Porik? The, the Challenge Cup is on, but we're not going to talk about that. It's too painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess good luck to the Blues from a Pro 14 perspective. I should be going to Newcastle, okay? I just should be over there this weekend, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you could always go now. <laughs> um, I guess just to, to finish up, our One to Watch segment. So as always, Porik and I have identified a couple of players that we think are going to be particularly impactful. Porik, you picked one from the European fixtures. Yeah, I've gone with Byrne. Like, to be perfectly honest, I haven't seen a game this season with a minute where he hasn't been the most influential player on the pitch. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure he just loves getting one over on Leinster. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and who have you gone for? So I think that Charles Pietau will want to make a statement on his way out of the club. Um, I am going out on a limb, um, given my complete predictive lack of abilities. Um, but I reckon Glasgow will be a little bit undercooked and won't be as invested in the outcome of this game. And that's exactly the kind of situation that Charles Pietau can make serious, serious advantage out of. Yep, and that's us for this episode. We'll release our next episode on Monday morning, recapping uh, this weekend's fixtures. Please let us know what you've made of the games, tell us who impressed you, or where you want to see some improvement for your teams. Send us a message on facebook.com forward slash the second row, or on Twitter, where we're at the second row. That's 2ND and not the word second. So until next time, take care. Bye-bye.